Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, to staff and to parents to find out what it's really like. In every episode, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. So let's get into this episode, looking at life at Hobridge School. Well, today I'm joined by Amanda Willis, the head of the pre-prep. I think it's been about over a year, isn't it, Amanda, since you uh, last had a chance to actually record a podcast? It is indeed, yes. A long time ago, yes. So I think there's probably a huge amount of things that you can catch us up on. So what has been happening, firstly, since the beginning of this term in September at Hobridge pre-prep? Wow, well, pre-prep is a very, very busy place. Um, lots of things have happened already this term. Um, we, we began the new term by welcoming in 52 new children uh, into our pre-prep. We were really excited to show the children our newly renovated classrooms in the reception where we've had beautiful media units fitted to really enhance the children's learning space in their enabling environment. So, so that was quite exciting for us. But we've had a range of activities going on um, since the beginning of the year in readiness for the new term ahead and the new academic year. They've ranged from the beginning of the year, we started by having our information evenings where we invite parents in to meet the teachers, become familiar with their new environment, and just hear a little bit about um, some of the content that's being taught throughout the year, some of the expectations, the daily routines that the children will be following and how best to support their children really so that they can have a real successful start to their year. We then um, invited parents in reception to come in for a phonics workshop We've recently introduced a synthetics program um, called Little Wondle, uh, which is what we use to teach phonics. And we felt it was only necessary and really important to share that with the parents so that they can come in and have a hands-on workshop and just become involved in some of the ways that we teach the children and learn some of the strategies so that they can support children at home. Uh, that went down very, very well. It was huge attendance, which is great. We then moved into um, the towards the autumn term. We we then celebrated our harvest festival, which is wonderful because we, um, you know, this is a real important time of the year for us, particularly in pre-prep. We like to reach out to those charities within our local area um, and just so show how we can support those less vulnerable than us or more vulnerable than us. And which charities do you support? We supported our local Woking Food Bank and a, a charity called The Soup Kitchen where the local community can go, particularly the homeless, to get their hot meal and things like that. And how do you talk about that to your pre-prep children? Yeah, so it's one of our Hobridge ways, actually. It's one of the Hobridge values that we follow here. We say that we must share and part of that sharing involves sharing our love, sharing our time, sharing our money and sharing our belongings. Um, and so the children quite happily and willingly want to share things that they have at home, i.e. their food and their non-perishable items that they know will support those that don't have them. 
Oh, sounds wonderful. Well, it's such an important message as well. And actually just going back, because you said about having 52 new children and I was sort of imagining 52 reception children. I mean, that is a huge amount of work for your team as well. What are some of the first things you have to do when these little children turn up? And probably for people listening, just remind them how old are reception children? So th- these 52 children were across pre-prep. So they ranged from our two-year-olds up to um, our six and seven-year-olds in year two. But the main bulk of the children were in reception um, and these are our four to five year olds and I think it's just about being ready in school so it's the the parents and the teachers working very closely together before that day through a series of transitional sessions where we will invite children to come into the environment to become familiar with their environment and have some play sessions and get to meet the rest of their class um, and just be involved in some of the activities that we do throughout the year as well so a lot of work goes in behind the scenes in readiness for their first day and then um, they will come in the teachers will have worked extremely hard to plan activities that will support them on those few very early days where they may be a little bit apprehensive but equally excited too so we make sure that the curriculum is fun and filled with lots of exciting activities particularly activities that will help them get to know each other within their class and reach out to those children that they don't necessarily know so a uh, lot of hard work goes in 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 readiness for that but it, it was a successful start I have to say yeah, well done well it sounds like your team worked really really hard behind the scenes and I know that you've also got some amazing outside spaces as well you mentioned play at Hobridge which you use on a daily basis is it true even a maze? It is, that's correct. Yeah, we do have a maze. All the children were given um, a sunflower to nurture and look after during the summer holidays and feed it and talk to it and show it lots of love and then bring those sunflowers back in the autumn term where they were all planted alongside some corn as well. And our wonderful facilities team created um, this superb maze for the children to actually go and run around in and play in. Um, So that is one of our wonderful outdoor spaces that we have. We're very blessed here amongst our 22 acres to also have the opportunity to go into our hideout, which is down in our forest school where children are given many opportunities to promote their holistic growth. It supports some of the, the activities that take place down there, support building children's confidence, their self-esteem, um, and encourages them to take risks and explore through structured play. Um, some of those activities might include things such as problem-solving activities, teamwork activities. They may be um, given the opportunity to build safe campfires, complete in treasure hunts and complete maths activities. There's a lot of transitional art activities that take place too. Um, and and just many opportunities for children to be inspired by nature artists too. Um, and all of this, uh, this outdoor learning, particularly when you're in a natural environment, helps children develop socially, emotionally, physically and intellectually. So it's a wonderful place that our children love to go and explore and just really connect with the world and nature in such a fun way. Yeah, it sounds really really important actually to have that. And there's been a lot of people talking. I know some schools have got involved with the forest school movement and things like that. How long has this been sort of at the heart of your curriculum, Amanda? The idea of it, you know, ensuring that your young people go out and have time in nature. 
Yeah, it's really important to us. We have a very enriched curriculum. Ever since I've been here now, this is my third year, I've always encouraged the staff to use the outdoor space as an extension to their classrooms. Uh, we, we are blessed with these beautiful grounds and it's down to my creative staff here to make the most of them the best possible way that they can. And I have to say they do that very, very well. Um, you know, we use our pond as, as much as we can, looking at natural habitats and pond life and life cycles. I know year two have recently been down there building rafts um, in, in connection with their Christopher Columbus um, explorers topic. So, yeah, we use it as much as possible and we will continue to use it. And, and it's it's a breath of fresh air for the children to be outside of their classrooms. Yeah, I can imagine. Totally. I'm looking out on a day like today and it's raining. So we'll just, you know, but it's great to be outside and take all that. Now, I've been told that the youngest of your pre-prep pupils are known as Twigs. Well, where does that name come from? Yeah, they are indeed. Um, all of the classrooms are uh, tree names. So we're all named after oh, trees. Right. And yes, yeah, so Twigs being our very youngest, we felt that it was mm -hmm. only uh, apt that we call them little twigs. So uh, we've got acorns in nursery and then the rest of the classes from reception up to year two are all named after trees so okay. yes there are two-year-olds just just to give you an idea of their typical day they will come in um, in the morning they'll be very busy self-selecting just just settling in for the start of their day self-registering um, thinking about the day of the week working alongside their key workers um, and they'll have some carpet time where they might have a focus of the colour or the shape or the number of the week and do their, their general jingly songs because a lot of the emphasis in the Twigs programme is based around the three prime areas, which is the, the language to, to develop language communication, their physical development and their personal and social and emotional development. So lots of opportunities for songs and rhymes and craft activities that, that will involve lots of fine motor control so that the children are encouraged to use their fingers and their thumbs as a pincer grip to really strengthen the muscles in their hand and build that dexterity in readiness for when they're holding implements later on and the beginnings of writing. Um, so lots of fun, hands-on activities, lots of Play-Doh, a messy sensory play where children will learn um, through a variety of different medium. Again, their programme, very much of their programme takes place outside. Uh, they equally get their wellies on and their overalls on and they'll go and walk around the estate and go on long welly walks, nature hunts, etc. Um, just, just enjoying that physical activity outside. They benefit equally from our specialists across the school, so they're very blessed to have weekly music lessons and cosmic yoga and um, some PE lessons, which again is very much based around their curriculum in those earlier years. Uh, so very busy are our twigs, and they'll come over and use our facilities here as, as often as they can. They come into our library, into our ICT suite, and obviously those that stay for lunch will come and have lunch in the dinner hall. Those that do stay all day will then go back and have a little nap in the afternoon. And, and that's the children, not the teachers. I'm sure we'd all like that, Amanda. I yeah. know, I know. But it just breaks up their day for them, um, you know, and that's very much at the request of parents. So they enjoy a little nap in readiness for their afternoon. Totally. Well, if they're two years old, I mean, it's sort of extraordinary, isn't it? All the things you're saying they do, they're able to do and take advantage of as well, being particularly part of the whole school, the bigger school as well. And are they sort of, when you said about self-selecting and you also mentioned cosmic yoga, what is cosmic yoga? 
So cosmic yoga is just a chance for them to, to be able to move their bodies in particular ways and practice their breathing so that it creates a nice calming feel so that they can really regulate their own emotions. And it's all part of the self-regulation that we teach children here. And particularly if they're getting upset at that age, we teach them to breathe and you know, make a little position like a, a cat or something like that that will create this calming feel across them so that they can relate to how they can regulate their own emotions in a fun way related to animals. So that really benefits the younger children. Fantastic. And self-regulation is probably one of the most important things that we can teach young people, isn't it? How do you make these weeks more memorable for pre-prep pupils? Uh, that's a skill that uh, I'm going to put in the hands of my staff here. They are very creative when it comes to planning. And uh, at the introduction of any new topic at the beginning of a term, they will make sure that they plan what is called a stunning start. And that is um, planning that will really stimulate the children and get them going and be really excited about what's coming up. And it will hook them into that topic. So, for example, we've recently had a stunning start called Turrets and Tiaras, and it's all about exploring life in a castle. And we had um, a group of outside people come in and talk to children about um, their experience of how to churn butter and the children got to have a go at it and they were grinding wheat to make flour they were trying on all kinds of armor and chain mail and helmets and having a real good fun time exploring life in a castle we also had up in year two there in their stunning start at the beginning of the term all creatures great and small and we had ranger stew come in where he taught the children about habitats and adaptations and environments when the children got to learn many many facts about an owl tarantula snake armadillo a lizard um, so they actually got to hold those animals too so there are many many different ways that we really try and hook the children in at the beginning to make it extremely memorable we've recently had um, a parent who was a serving barrister he came in to talk to the children about the rule of law which was wonderful um, and he explained the importance of his job and his role and how important it was for him to make sure that people were being treated fairly um, and it was you know it's just always good for the children to hear things from other people and other faces and other sources other than their teachers. So you mentioned about Harvest Week as well. Do you have other weeks during the term that you also celebrate or that you actually record with your pre-prep pupils? Yes, we do. We have many enrichment weeks. Um, we've recently had a wellbeing week uh, where we've given children many opportunities to really dig deep into being able to express their own emotions and feelings. Um, and we do that through what's called our Colour Monster Story, which is incorporated in all years across pre prep where children will learn the importance of again being able to manage their own zones of regulation um, they undertook lots of mindfulness activities and yoga and uh, we had a pet day where we invited <clears throat> lots of parents in for the morning with their pets and it was just nice for children to be in that calming environment and just enjoy and have a lot of fun and feel the benefit of, of petting a dog or learning about a particular animal or, or you know learning new facts about animals that they would wouldn't otherwise learn because they don't have pets themselves so that was really good fun they all filled a jar um, they bought in a jar from home and they all filled a jar as the week progressed with good things that were happening to them and they were able to take those jars home at the end of the week and share them with parents 
We also had an anti-bullying week, which um, recently was recently, uh, just last week. And the theme there was reaching out. The focus um, in that week was on the importance of reaching out to new friends and um, adults when the need arises. We encourage children to play with lots of children that they don't normally play with. Um, they played with children in other classes and they made lovely compliments cards for their friends. Um, and so that every child at the end of the week went home with a beautiful compliment card all about them, which was really nice and just made them feel really good about themselves lot that you're actually doing and how do you sort of come up with these ideas Amanda what, what is it because obviously you mentioned like well-being week you've mentioned anti-bullying week what is it that you sort of as you as the head what is it you think is important when you're beginning to plan this throughout the year yeah so we work very closely with the prep school as well and the staff there we have um, teams of staff that work behind the scenes to come up with these wonderful ideas and then we share them across both schools so well-being is at the heart of everything that we do here so our pastoral team and particular worked very closely together in both pre-prep and prep um, to come up with some of these ideas and make sure that we can come together um, on these occasions and work really closely together so so some very talented staff in teams work very closely together across both schools brilliant thank you for sharing now also just turning our thoughts to christmas if you're probably looking around out there, there are beginning to be Christmas decorations in the shops. But I imagine that it's obviously a very magical time of year when you're working with children as well. If you had to choose, I'm putting you on the spot here, Amanda, if you had to choose three of your favourite things about Christmas, can either be at the school or even after the end of term, what would they be? I have to say, working <laughs> with children this age... It, it is an absolute honour. The awe and wonder and the excitement in the air the minute you start to say the word Christmas or begin to get the glitter out. There's just this wonderful feel across pre-prep. Um, and it's something that you can't really explain unless you actually work with children. Uh, as much as, you know, the teachers are very hard behind the scenes planning all the activities that lead up to Christmas, they thoroughly enjoy it. They thoroughly enjoy it, as do the children. So I have to say it's the naivety of children's beliefs and 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 they're just really the special moments that, that you hold on to at this time of year that, again, you, unless you're here working with them, you know, it's really hard to explain. But I, I'd have to say it's got to be, number one, the excitement in the air that the children bring. Number two, it has to be the Christmas nativities. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas in a pre-prep if you didn't see a tea towel at this time of year around someone's head. You know, the retelling of the nativity story it is, is, is exciting for us and it's wonderful to be able to give children those opportunities on stage, performing, retelling the Christmas story or retelling a story with a twist of Christmas. It's just great to see the confidence in those children that we don't necessarily see in other areas and this is the time of year that we really do see a different side to them so that has to be number two the nativities and I think number three for me you know being a Christian myself it's that time of year when we celebrate and we give thanks for the anniversary of Jesus Christ and um, it's that joyous occasion where we all come together as families and we spend that quality time together um, people go out of their way at this time of year to make extra efforts to think of those less fortunate uh, than themselves. But also it's wonderful how at this time of year people show gratitude for what we have and just take the, those 
that time to reflect and pause on what we do have and just be grateful and give thanks for it. So they've got to be my three main things, I think, for this time of year. Oh, amazing things. And with the nativity, do you do the same type of nativity story every year or do you write a different type of play? How do you present it? Yeah, we're very blessed. We've just um, recruited a um, musical theatre coordinator who this year has written his own two plays for year one and year two so we're excited about those but um, we change them every year Uh, it's always nice to come in with fresh ideas and just mix it up a little bit but there there will always be an element of the Christmas story but how that's kind of relayed is different every year yeah so there'll be a twist to it in some kind of way um, but they are different every year. Good cliffhanger for the parents listening. They're like, oh, what is coming? Very exciting, Amanda. Uh, well, it sounds it sounds incredible. And it's also, as you say, an opportunity for you to share, you know, things that are important, particularly talking about the nativity story as well. And just before we finish, what are you hoping Father Christmas will bring you this year? Oh, wow. That's put me Many on the choices. spot. Many well, choices, yeah. Well, you know, handbags and shoes are always at the top of my list. But no, on okay, a... Okay, good. Good on, to know. On a, yeah, on a more serious note I think for me I love this time of year I love Christmas I love getting together as a family I love spending quality time and I think if I could if if I could have an extra uh, an extra hour every single day of the holidays just be given an extra hour to just embrace the day that you're having and just have that extra hour to make more memories and just have lots more fun with each other um, then I think that's what it would be for me Uh, again making memories is something that you know I love doing particularly at this time of year and it's, it's always a busy time of year and there never seems to be enough hours in the day to get through what you want to at this Christmas time so for me if I could have it an extra hour every day please that would be grand <laughs> okay well I will pass on your thoughts to Father Christmas Thank not you. that I have a hotline at and, all and, and I have been good this year so <laughs> oh, okay. oh good well I mean I was going to ask you know see if we could get in some of the twigs to come and give an answer to that uh, question and actually as you mentioned making memories is very important I think probably also how, how do you do that as well with the twigs how do you sort of help them encapsulate those important memories that you're making for them at school and share that with parents I think a lot of it is about making those short-term memories transfer into their long-term memory and a lot of that is through repetition it's through having lots of fun it's doing it's learning through hands-on experience um, and just being really involved in your learning yes repetitiveness really is key to children's learning and and making sure that it's it lasts in their long-term memory but actually it's being creative and making sure that we are teaching in the most fun exciting hands-on way that the children are going to remember and and whether that's getting people coming in outside or involving parents or just mixing our teaching up a little bit so it's not always the teacher at the front of the front of the classroom that's teaching I think that's what really does last um, in children's memories and that's what they remember so it's about having lots of fun I think and just being really creative with the planning oh amazing well Amanda we wish you all the best for the next few weeks weeks and getting the nativity play and everything sorted and thank you so much for sharing your experiences and things that you just love as well about being at the pre-prep thank you so much it's a pleasure thanks bye for now that's it for this episode to find out more check out the school website hopebridgeschool.co.uk
Now, the next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.